Welcome to episode four, season four of Beyond This Earth. We're going to talk about school shootings and what has happened recently with some of these court cases and ongoing investigations into such and why there will be more coming and there may be nothing to stop it, unfortunately. We're going to be talking about the elections the rest of the way. Dealing with the issues, the candidates, and other things that are on the table, plus some very interesting comments from certain comedian commentators, as it were. In the next segment, we're going to talk about an article from The Atlantic dealing with forgiveness for what may be the missteps during the world event crisis and the call for amnesty on the scientists and other political leaders. It don't like it's in the offering and we'll explain why. Then the Halloween massacre in South Korea and what it showcases about the media. And it has to do with what is going on with the speaker of the house husband and the issues stemming from that. Then, news you missed, space news, how we're going to handle election coverage next week. And Guru Gothic is now back open and something of a remembrance. All this and more on today's episode of Beyond This Earth. This is Beyond This Earth. Welcome back to Beyond This Earth, episode four, season four. This is Nova Hallback. That's Hallback. We're going to be seeing way more of these school shootings, unfortunately. But we have to first talk about what has been going on in Uvalde. This is going to become one of the biggest law enforcement scandals in the history of this country. And this scandal is going to change how law enforcement handles the situation dealing with these types of school shootings from now on. And it is absolutely disappointing to see that it has reached this point when it comes to the safety of children in schools and American education as a whole, when it has to deal with discipline, teaching, research, the whole nine yards. Now, in Uvalde, the ABC station first reported to the public that the officers were in the building for 40 something minutes while all this was happening. Now, more reports came from the same station showing that one of the females who did 
been there who tried to lock the door and said that the door was unlocked. Did close the door. The door did not lock. So the woman was telling the truth and the law enforcement who were supposed to do their job didn't do their job or tried to blame an old lady for the problems of what happened on that fateful day. So the door did not lock correctly or did not lock fast enough for the prevention of that particular incident to take from taking place. More resignations will be on hand soon. The families have started the process of suing those agencies. As you already heard, Aldonado has been removed from his post. Uvalde and its investigation is not going to be over. When they figure out how this particular perpetrator got the money in order to do this, there is going to be gigantic consternation, especially in the community of Uvalde that has begun to lost trust as it should in the people that are supposed to protect the citizens, especially their most innocent of citizens, their children. And it will be a very bad time for those that say they are in certain communities. A very bad time. I hope that whatever it is found out about this perpetrator and how he got this money is not true. I hope to God it isn't. But if it is true, then it proves my point in the whole situation concerning with how destructive certain types of actions are done towards others. So let us hope it's something else. It may be something worse, but if it is what I think it is, there is going to be Mashing in madness. There's going to be such a takedown of this world. It's not going to be funny. Not going to be funny at all. Going to Florida and Douglas High School. The perpetrator in that one 
will be sentenced to life in prison without parole. The families of who the perpetrator took their lives came out and spoke to the perpetrator, saying to the perpetrator, why use your mask to cover your face? Others doing an informal poll saying, how many of them would have gotten married if they have lived and the perpetrator didn't do the things that he did? Others giving very deeply poignant speeches and remarks towards the perpetrator on how their lives have changed because of the way how the perpetrator took their children's lives. And how certain of them are wishing, wishing that they hoped that the perpetrator never has a comfortable day in prison. There are YouTube channels out there that talk about what happens when one goes to jail and how certain jailers see the CEM report and what they are accused of and how they got there. When they see the report for that particular perpetrator, He isn't going to be there longer than at least two weeks. It will come to him and I will say nothing and there should be no forgiveness and there should be none. And then we just move on with our lives, knowing what has happened, never forgetting what has happened in that school, regardless of what you agree, uh, uh, believe in concerning with guns and all the rest of it. In two weeks, he will be gone from, that perpetrator will be gone from this earth. He will be gone. After everything they they knew and everything, they, they know what they said. And they know how, how he got his letters and all the rest of these things during that prison. He ain't going to live a, no, he won't live a day. He won't, he won't, he, it will be two weeks, it's over. They might turn him out all the rest of it. They don't care. It will be, he will be gone in two weeks. He won't even have a mind if he, if he lives, but he will be gone in two weeks, the perpetrator. But after everything that has been said and done concerning with security in the school, there was two mass shootings within a month of each other. One in Pennsylvania, the other in St. Louis, Missouri. After more security was put in, perpetrators in two particular cases went and killed Within both of those cities, maximum of six children. 
No, all right, it's five, excuse me. Including one that wanted to go into the league, starting out junior varsity. And one of them that passed away in St. Louis. There was a young woman trying to get her life in, get a new place in life, trying to get to college, all the rest of it. Both gone in an instant. We're going to have more school shootings, unfortunately. Because the fundamental issue is attention and lack of attention. And the way we handle attention in this world ran by five or six websites held together by tape by five or six companies in the television business held together by tape by one or two or three Publishing arms, which are not doing as good as people thought. Through a social morass that has told all of these children everything but the basics of how to live and how to respect people so that even a small slight that has absolutely no connection to their lives or almost even to their hobbies as it were can do such damage to a person's psyche that that person will go and lash out towards anyone because of the lack of attention. And they can spin it as mental illness. And they can spin it all the way around to this, then, and the other. But there are ways that the ways that we're now looking to get attention are self-destructive to this republic and its citizenry. That the reaction to stop that attention will be beyond the pale in order to prevent tragedies such as this and it's already happening and it's not working. It is going to get worse. Industries and other things will be punished for things they have no control over and did not do. Everybody will spin that type of censorship in a way that 
it is unbecoming. But this will then say it will allow them to sleep at night and will allow their children to be safe in the schools. When the reality of the situation is you have already made school into another form of a jail and you made it even worse from it. And if you want to put your children into a jail-like setting and force teachers to work in a jail-like setting in those schools for eight and a half hours, I want five and a half hours a week, excuse me. And then wonder why test scores are down, wonder why math scores are down, all these things are down. Why they're all calling out skid, which is legit. There are legitimate sicknesses out there. We're having the flu thing. We're having the respiratory virus thing. We're also having issues with the world, world event crisis still continuing on top of all, which is they're saying the triple thing that is happening. And then we have some students that might have long versions of the pandemic. We have in inner city schools, in certain schools in Cook County, Chicago, and in some places in San Francisco and in Baltimore, that there's only four students in the schools and the rest of them have called out and especially in Illinois and the parents are not notified they don't have a rule that said the parents must be notified for them to go to school like they have in other particular um, states they're all out there in the streets they're not going to school. They're not doing all that. They're, they're, they're doing the thing they're doing. And then those that are do going to school, they're seeing them as a jail cell. And then you have all these other things on top of it that students are going through and all the rest of these things. And I did not say that school was meant to be fun but I also did not say that it had to be acting like a jail cell. You have a problem with discipline. You have a problem with attention and how it interacts and interferes with discipline. You don't know how to issue discipline. You don't know how to tell discipline successes. You don't know nothing about discipline. Nobody knows. Nobody cares to know. Nobody wants to work hard to get to that point. No. And there may be even a case to be made that discipline may not work for everybody. that there might have to be other things to be done, forcefully done, in order to make sure these tragedies stop taking place. There must be other things that have to be done. I don't think a lot of people are ready for it. I hate to tell y'all that. 
I wish that we could nip this in the bud. The gun issue is no longer a concern. The gun issue is a non-starter. Has been a non-starter since Scalia stated that particular thing in the Lem Scott Day setup that he did. There was none. And they can argue it to the end of the earth. That was the end. They must find other ways to solve the problem. They won't do it. They're not ready to, to begin discipline. And they're not ready to do any of these particular things. So they're going to continue to make your school systems and your schools into jail cells and all the rest of these things. And they're going to start doing all the day because they think they can turn themselves into mini Asia when they don't even understand how Asia set up their own, the way they set up things. Y'all playing yourselves big time. Oh, we're going to act like China at. You're in trouble. You're not even a repu- How are we going to solve all these problems if we're no longer, if we're removing all aspects of what a representative republic is? Let's start from there. But if we can't even get that, how the hell you making your schools into jail cells? The very things they were talking about in the 1990s during Columbine. Y'all in trouble. Serious, serious, serious trouble. Y'all better figure out how you're going to use discipline to curtail the attention that certain people want and have and cannot get because you never developed people in the right way because you try to put Certain people together that shouldn't even be together in the first place. Let's start there. Start asking bigger questions than just, we got to get rid of the guns. They refuse to do that. And that's where we are, where we are today. And it's going to get worse. And it will continue into impunity. Because we don't have the people in together in order to stop all of these particular problems. Politics don't solve the problems, however, but we do have a election on Tuesday for the midterms. For a little while, people said that the Democrats were coming back. It turns out that all of that has changed and changed in dramatic fashion. Let's look at some of the races that are going to come out of this particular one today. We also have governmental, uh, gubernatorial elections that are also happening in 36 states. But we're going to talk about the main races. It will be 35 seats in the Senate and this, and the Congress, you know, the House of Representatives all, all go every two years, so... It's going to be an election for that one as well. We're going to talk, keep it to 10 seats of importance. Some of them are leaning Republican. Some of them are leaning Democrat. There could, there may not be flips in Florida, but we're just going to go through 
some of them here. The election for the Senate. Pennsylvania is the big one. Fetterman versus Odds. Nevada has Matzo versus Lazo. In Georgia, it will be Warnock. That's Darnell Warnock versus Herschel Walker of Dallas Cowboys and Georgia football, college football fame. In New Hampshire, it will be Hassan versus Baldine. In Wisconsin, it will be Johnson versus Barnes. In Arizona, it will be Kelly versus Barnes. In North Carolina, it will be Beasley versus Bud. In Ohio, it will be Vance versus Ryan. In Florida, it will be Rubel versus Dennings. And in Colorado, it will be Bennett versus O'Day. I also have to mention that there are three or two or three or four gubernatorial elections that will be up for grabs as well. Since Ducey can no longer run and has reached his point of end of his term, his two terms, that he's only allowed to be the governor of Arizona. It is Kerry Lake, and it's in the election, and it has been an absolute crazy election in Arizona, and we'll see what happens with that particular election. It is still up for grabs in Pennsylvania concerning with Josh Shapiro and Doug Mastriano. There has been no debate in that particular one, unlike unlike the one for Fetterman and Oz. We don't know if they're going to pull this one out. I do not see Fetterman. I do not see the Mastriano winning. However, I've been proving wrong before. And I'm going to be real honest with you. If he does win, it will be a shock. And it will start pertaining some very hellaciously bad signs for the Democrats all over the rest of the ticket all over the country. What I'm trying to say is, is that I said this last season when they were starting the process for the next election, that the the Republicans in the House could pick up a gigantic number. And I do mean gigantic number. And that the Senate will go at least 15 seats in the other direction for the Republicans. When I'm looking at these races here, I see Rubio winning Florida. That's almost a given. DeSantis will be crushed in the, in the election over for the go- governorship in Florida. I see the Republican winning in, in Colorado. Barnes might have a chance 
Um, <clears throat> um, I also see Barnes winning in Arizona, but it will be closer than first realized. I do not as I do expect Kelly might have something there, but what have you? Bud might win in um Carolina. Georgia is a toss up. I really do. I think Warnock has the let edge. I do believe he has the edge, but I think Herschel Walker's name, despite everything that has happened to him, the investigations that have happened, his son not supporting him. And the whole nine yards, I still think that Walker might win it, but it will be a toss-up, and they'll have to do the election again on December 5th and redo it again. Uh, I don't know about New Hampshire. I'm look it's close to her to Hassan, but I don't know how strong this will be. Ohio. Ohio, I'm giving it to Vance. I'm giving it to Vance. Vance is gonna win that one and win it big. Vance wins this one. This is gonna be a feather in Trump's cap, to be quite honest with you. Nevada, I have Mazel winning that one. Oh God, I don't want to talk about Pennsylvania. I really don't. I want to say this to be quite honest with you. Fetterman wins knowing about his issues with his health. I do not see him going longer than six months. He is compromised in a certain way where him staying for four years, I don't even know if he going to make it beyond a year, a year and a half. Strokes are no joke. They cut your life in ways that you cannot predict. It is not a joke. Once it did... Mm-mm. Stop playing with stop playing games. Stop. He shouldn't he she she should not do any of that. That that's not gonna happen. Sorry. Oz is getting closer, but I don't see a runoff. I do see that if he wins. It is a part of a red wave that was coming. And that red wave have been have been baking the cake since Afghanistan and and the and Biden's people leave telling the troops to leave Afghanistan. It's been baking the cake since then, way before this thing with abortion happened. The abortion thing made everything with Afghanistan going to a level where even if there were some wins, they're picking up seats regardless. So the Democrat Party needs to figure out how they're going to try and get and gain back seats in 2024 
And if they get it, it it's not gonna be pretty. Not gonna be pretty at all. Bill Maher, on a recent episode, actually Friday's episode of his show on HBO, Real Time with Bill Maher, in his final segment, pretty much stated that, look, the fascism is coming. Fascism gets voted in. They have said, we will never allow the Democrats to gain power again in this country. It will never happen again. We're reversing everything that is done. Fascism is coming. We're not going to have the country that we used to have. While a lot of people that have been very critical of Mr. Maher has said, you put all the right wingers into your show. Then you come on talk about vengeance to vote it in. Motherfucker, you open the vengeance. Get to vote it in. Come on, folks. Come on, folks. This motherfucker don't have the ideas. He's bullshitting with us. One main constant. One main constant among everything that we have witnessed over the last several years and what has happened in the past. The one main constant is the issue concerning with the innocence and the way they handle economics. We had an economic problem and a moral problem. Every single time this has happened, the economic problems if it is solved, the moral problems tend to be like, eh, this, 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 you live your life, make money, what have you. When, you. when you have moral problems, but when you don't have the moral problems, but you have economic problems, oh, we can get through this. There will be better days, all the rest of it. Okay. But when you have morality problems and economic problems working in tandem, you know that People will, the left will come and say, oh, they're back. They're coming back. Don't let them in. Do everything to stop them. Content, ration, and whole nine yards, all the rest of it. And that's what's happening. But again, I say, the left brought it upon themselves because they have to keep moving and shifting the goalposts. Even if they're proven right, which is a rarity, Very rare, too rare to mention. Well, the rarities tend to be very, very interesting rarities. Then this whole thing they did to try to solve the problem of the morality question and the economic questions and how people see themselves and all the rest of it. Because one of the things I'm beginning to recognize and realize is that 
It's mindsets that are being fought over and ideologies mostly, but mindsets and ideology they're being fought over in this election. As they said, most important election in our lives, all the rest of these things and whatnot. There are a lot of things, unfortunately, that cannot be solved by voting at this particular time. There are a lot of things that can't be solved by voting ever, but there are many things that can't be solved by voting at this particular time. When you have two things that can't be solved by voting, one at a particular uh, that can't be solved at a particular time, and one that can't, and others that cannot, the things that they're being voted on are all a bunch of bullshit. So when the things that do matter are being put to a vote on top of the things that would matter in a small sense, then voting matters. But when you have too much bullshit, too much dross in the system that needs to be cleaned out, we're going to continue to have candidates that should not be there because of health, physical health, mind you. They should not be there because of perceived criticisms and slights that go against the situ the things that are going on in the election, in the, in certain camps that, and, and on and on it goes. But what I also see in this election is pretty much the beginnings of the starts of the payback of the investigations towards Biden and his people and ultimately his son, his family members, and other people of that nature. So we are going to see all of that happen as well this year when the election is there and when January 6th and the rest of these things take place. Now, will bullshit start happening on an immense scale in 10, in these places, mostly 10 places, but many other places all over the country? If it starts happening on a massive scale, like some of the people said that 2020 did, there's going to be some bullshit that's going to take place. I would be very, very scared if bullshit happens and they start talking. It's going to be a wild time, folks. Trust me. Coming up next on Beyond This Earth, we're going to talk about forgiveness for the pandemic. And then the media continues to falter and make mistakes. All that and a whole lot more on Beyond This Earth right after this. Beyond This Earth will continue right after these messages.
now return you to Beyond This Earth. Welcome back to Beyond This Earth. Over the hall back here. It was an article from The Atlantic. The article from The Atlantic was written by Emily Olster. She's written a something called Pandemic Amnesty. And basically, the article states that we need to forgive the mistakes of the pandemic from vaccines to masking to splitting of families from forcing families to hug around in plastic covers. We need to learn how to forgive and forget from all these things and how to move forward together as an America. <laughs> forgive, forget, Miss Oyster. Forgive, forget. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. Forgive, forget. Let me repeat myself. Forgive and forget. Oh my. Oh my. Sometimes, for a lot of you essayers all over the media landscape. Doesn't matter if it's left wing or right wing. There are just certain things you need to step back from and understand that you write certain things in a way that emphasizes your point, but does not contain the bullshit that you may agree with personally, or your friends may agree with personally, or your colleagues may agree with personally, but the bullshit that doesn't always exist anywhere else in the world anywhere else in the country or in a city or a block or all those other things there's certain things you have got to say to make sure that your point is showcased and shown but you don't do it in the way where oh they got to do this and accept the bullshit to everybody else around my own circle of influence and sex. That's called bullshit. That's called draws. That's called detritus. That's right. She did the bullshit, folks. She did the bullshit. Gio, you know Gio. Everybody should know Gio. Gio has his own Patreon thing and all the rest of it. Also had a Substack. 
he was talking about what happened in Canada in pretty much. And he mentions this. I'd like to read a little bit. In Canada, this was especially true and expressed through every single sector of public life. Normally, sadism was, the was in the largest newspaper of the North, the Toronto Star, openly publishing a bombastic front page from supposedly anonymous readers. They claimed their open hatred and grateful celebrations of suffering and death to those that did not buy into the biopolitical civic fame. It was a banishment of the nom jab from within the state. Denied the right of voluntary exile via travel restrictions. A stark real-world application of ambient theory of bare life. The homo sase, who is abandoned to the law, paradoxically from outside the judicial rights of the system, yet still within the system on a liminal basis in order to justify the existence of the state and exception itself a non-entity within the regime that can be persecuted freely and without consequence. How many chances such free and casual punishments via exclusion such as denial of health care to those that did not take the treatments for the pandemic? How can anybody who was basically healthy throughout this particular pandemic Feel when somebody from the Atlantic come up and say, you need to forgive my friends, my colleagues, and all the rest of it for just saying that shame on you for not taking the back from the, the treatments. Do you really think people are going to play the games? They're going to play. Jill made the point that since the issues concerning with George Floyd notwithstanding, since the racism issue forced racism to be tackled in certain ways, that the disagreements that come out of frustration in the form of racism cannot be accepted anymore. That sexism is only one-sided. Now, that certain things concerning with how to, you know, other people's, how other people treat each other and all of it can't be done. So basically, Jill said something similar to what I said in earlier episodes of the show. That... The way they were going to handle the issues concerning those that got the treatments for the pandemic and how they were separating them from the rest of society. And they did this because they couldn't do other particular things that the state now has says, and yes, there's laws against all those other things. I get that but says those certain things have to be kept in a certain manner and form. Since you can't do them, there's got to be some way of handling that type of emotion or that type of things and way of that type of behavior to be expressed in different ways. 
And the way they're going to express it is using biological politics and bio and the bio state and the bio bio bi, biological information no complex that they have now put up in order to prevent the vaxxed being away from the unvaxxed. That is how they are now determining what a citizen is from a non-citizen or someone that can live in the state but will not have the benefits of the state per chance. Par excellence. Carl Denninger had also something to say and I'm gonna read from the last few parts. Moving on, moving on is crucial now. This is Ulster, he's quoting her. It's crucial now because the pandemic created many problems that we need to still solve. Danager responds from that particular quote, fuck no. Moving on requires three steps that are always required to demonstrate penitence, none of which that this particular author or any of the people around her, surround her, or those involved with the solving the issues of the pandemic has displayed. Specifically, you must admit that you were wrong in all material aspects that where you were. This extends to masks, schools, and pandemic treatments. They must also do equally publicly what you advocated and beg forgiveness for that wrong, the advocacy, and the harm that came from which that was imposed onto others, not by free choice, but by coercion or force forfeiting every single privilege and penny that you gained therefrom. That means restitution for that to be given back. You must make restitution in that step for the imposition of coercion or force it to the extent that it is possible. There are millions who were materially and even permanently harmed, including killed as a result of this bullshit. You cannot make adequate restitution, but you can forfeit everything you, including all credentials, all capacity to learn a living beyond the fast food industry and live out miserable days, bowing to every single person you meet in atonement. You won't, of course, because you haven't even to take the first step, that is, you still didn't admit that one did anything wrong and instead making excuses for one's behavior. You must add to put legal protections that such as wish that this particular thing can never happen again. And if it is attempted by any person against whom it is attempted, it is fully within their rights to use whatever level of force if necessary to stop it, including lethal force. Of course, no one will ever agree to that either, nor lift a single finger in furtherance of same. If no other reason, then do you want to continue to force one's view on others? 
that standing alone makes that person a monster. Indeed, the truth is that these people are nothing more than a small piece of shit unfit to draw oxygen from the air. In his opinion, as Carl Denninger's opinion, you are no longer afraid of a virus, but you are very concerned that you might receive exactly the same amount of due process before you are punished by those you have fucked over, which is, by the way, none that you have advocated to be imposed by force upon others. I believe that and only that is why you penned your article, and that same fear is why the editors of The Atlantic published it. To both of you, his answer is the same. Fuck off. I will not grant amnesty. I will never forgive, and I will rock that bullshit and record it in your face at every single motherfucking opportunity, along reserving the right and the option to exact every lawful penalty I can adjust towards you and every institution that you are associated with now or in the future for all eternity. I may remind you that the Biden, Biden's people has yet to drop the emergency. It is still trying to mandate jabs and fighting court cases even after they lost. And neither Biden's people, the NIH, the CDC, and others had issued one apology just as you have not. Indeed, the FDA and the CDC have both recently acted to further protect entities making and distributing these shots from any legal responsibility for the harm they may or have caused. That was the one dealing with the children's um, scheduling for vaccinations that we talked about last week. As a direct and sole result of you and others' personal actions and choices, I do not care. If you and any other single person in this fiasco over the last two years receive a zero due process before punishment is handed out, whether legally or otherwise, as neither you or they give a wet bullshit about due process of law when it you and they were acting to screw everybody else. That which you refuse to accord to others, you have no right to expect for yourself. If it bothers you or keeps you up at night, then perhaps you should have acted in accordance with said principles in the first fucking place. The only way we will stop this crap and prevent future incidents of this sort of this is that everyone who put their fingers in their ears and deliberately ignored harms to demand expected benefit without a single shred of evidence or worse, ignore decades of evidence that the path they advocated was dangerous and might have been permanent irreversible harms associated with it, such as these vital vector technologies and filling people with wildly dangerous experimental drugs in hospitals is held to account for their actions and the harms that their demands cause, not by personal choice of those that independently decided to do foolish things, but who were coerced or first forced whether it was fruit culture of schools, forced masking of mandates, and any other sort of that certainly not limited to the particular jabs. There's no money damage 
award that can provide restitution for the tens of millions of kids that have been irrevocably screwed out of two years of their education or those kids who were irrevocably screwed out of language development as the window has closed on that part of their developmental process. Those arms are going to go through our economy and society for the next 60 to 80 years. And there is nothing anyone can do to change that at this point. You and many others like you, particularly teacher organizations and democratic governors, own every bit of this and deserve the consequences. The ridiculous economic damage imposed by the wild spending spree and inflationary impact resulting from the numerous physical orgies, fiscal orgies vomited through by both Trump and Biden in that regard is going to screw people for a generation into the future. How do you propose to compensate those for that harm? You can't, but the harm is real. Further, those who were lied to about the jabs are even worse. Coerced cannot be made whole. New study work gallon Europe strongly suggests that every single person who got these particular shots suffers some degree of cardiac damage. More, some more, some less. But if the data is correct, every single person that did take some sort of damage. A separate French studies found that nearly 3% of all persons injected with the mRNA jabs had clinical, not simply elevated tropian myocardial damage and it was more common in women than in men. How do you compensate 200 million Americans for what may prove to be a decade or more of off of their life expectancy? What about the kids who are now five or six and lost a parent 10 years from now due to heart failure these jabs created? How about those that had already died due to this harm? The number of already screwed or in the hundreds of thousands in America alone, and nobody knows if or when it will slow down or even stop. Never mind that the CDC's recommendation to jab kids with these particular uh, 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 these particular treatments, which is totally unsupportable on facts or science, and thus has only one possible explanation. It is the only way to get these jabs into the liability framework of the NCVIA and prevent Pfizer and Moderna from being slew beyond the orbit of Mars. With their businesses turned into smoking holes as soon as the EUA stopped. The difference between Emily's position and mine is while I set forth my opinion and the data supporting it, I did not attempt to force anyone to follow the same path nor did demand to come up with the same conclusion. If you came to a different conclusion and wanted to wear a mask, I had no quarrel with that. In fact, I repeatedly pointed out that if you truly believe you needed respiratory protection, the only sane thing to do was to go get a P100, available at most home stores for painting and other fume-protecting procedures, which has an exhaust valve, replaceable canisters for one that time use is fired, and because it filters only in one direction, 
it can actually provide a seal around both the nose and the mouth. I expected even that to fail, given what we know early on about transmission. But if you concluded it would work, then you were pleased to have at it. If you, despite of any long-term safety data, and deliberately ignoring the fact that the spike in the circulation was directly harmful, wanted to jab yourself with said dangerous experimental drug, judging from the potential benefits were worth the risk, have added as well. I had no desire, nor did I advocate anyone to be forced or anything to do anything, but I did demand that those on the other side refrain from attempting to force compliance with their views and expectations, which all were, in point of fact, predicated on fear rather than analysis and deliberately ignored the balance of harms in each and every case. That was and is the difference between my position and those on the other side of the alleged debate, and there was nothing any of us can do to change it now. Amnesty for Emily and others like her? Not a prayer in hell. Not now, not ever, not for you or anyone else involved in any of this crap. You're damn lucky that the people in this nation have long ago lost their sack to whatever so infested crap they worship these days, or on everyone involved would have already been sacked, justifiably so. Try this sort of crap again ever, and you might find the word lawful to be left out of the description of what is justly earned and that suddenly said sacked has been found. I want to end with this. And I'm going to end it very sweetly and shortly. Evil, philosophically speaking, cannot be forgiven. Because continuing the same process over and over and over again is going to cause problems. And the same problems are going to come back up yet again. Can anybody tell me those that why such a hatred of existence has come around and they have to explain why everybody doesn't get the issues that have come about when it came to this pandemic. They lied, they bullshitted, they obfuscated and all the rest of it. and they're asking for amnesty. You ask me, a lot of people, rightly so, are pissed off that they didn't get to hold their their kinfolk and their families' arms and hands and bodies when they lost somebody from death. And they were told to split apart or separate six feet away from each other nine feet away to each other because of the pandemic. And then when after all the information has come out about the treatments and all the rest of these things, and they begin to figure out what they did was evil, 
how do you think people are going to react that they're asked that now they're asking for amnesty? You're asking for evil to be forgiven, evil that was done upon you. That's not possible. And when if it's that type of thing that is done, who loses out? Y'all in trouble if y'all gonna be doing this shit. Too many problems in this country. Continuing onward and upward because we continue to accept evil in our midst. It's almost like you accept the evil of prostitution. You can accept all types of evil. I'm just saying. We'll be back right after this on Beyond This Earth. Beyond This Earth will continue right after these messages. return you to beyond this earth welcome back to beyond this earth no way hold back here there was a tragedy that happened in south korea about a couple uh, a week ago um it was a very devastating tragedy there was people being crushed in a halloween party well, a large Halloween gathering in South Korea. Oh, 146. Now may have been more than 163. And by last count, because between 146 and 163 people have passed away from this absolute scary, scary incident that took place in South Korea. And we wish to send our condolences to all the families because two Americans also were there doing um, studies um, for college. They were doing and they were taking a break. And this is one of the big, big events that took place in the country ever since COVID has taken place, ever since the pandemic had pretty much shut down the country. So there were a lot of people buying stuff. There were a lot of people dancing. It's the Hulu era. Well, it's the second level Hulu era now. And it was going to be like the last big gasp in certain ways before BTS goes into the, goes into the, uh, the military. And now they're having situations in North Korea now. So it's become important. So it was a confluence of all of these things that happened there and it ended in such a devastating tragedy there and it, it, it it's horrendous to see but a lot of this could have been solved and this is one of the main things that we wish to talk about in this short segment the media has lost its trust to the point where even if the media is reporting things correctly, like K, like the Korean broadcasting system did with this particular tragedy that did take place, and they did say something about this two and a half hours before the police came in and did anything there, you will not be trusted. 
not even by the those that are supposed to help um, the people, such as the police and other first responders, especially in South Korea. So what happened was is that somebody was not in their post during that Halloween during that Halloween celebration they had there, and it took them two and a half hours to figure out what was going on. Well, actually it took longer than that because two and a half hours later, KBS comes in and says, where are the police, where are the cops, all the rest of these things. And then two and a half hours later, the police are now notified about this. And in 30 minutes after that, there were some police presence, but the damage had already been done. There were people in, there were hundreds of hundreds of people injured and all the rest of it. So it turns out that social media started building these crowds together, right? Okay. There are so many things that have happened in South Korea with their successes and whatnot. And then you have BTS now starting to begin the process of going into the military and all the rest of these things. You have all these people coming in because they want to help during the pandemic and get the economy back together. And then you have all these crowds of people in Halloween, last gasp of this Halu era coming around, and then this disaster takes place. And then what makes it worse is that mistrust of the media, which is conservative in, in Korea, even in this particular setup, has reached a point where they, even the cops don't even believe them anymore. And then when they promote the, when they're telling that there is something happening, the cops are saying, oh, they're just lying, they're just this. Nobody's at the post. Nobody's did they. It's a mess. It's a mess. This is what happens when the media loses trust and they go into the social media accounts trying to find people, trying to contact them, and nobody's helping because social media is not doing their job on their end. It comes to what I'm about to say about Paul Pelosi. Miguel Abagher from NBC News was on the Today Show Friday. He made a report about what was going on in the case. Let's take a moment and listen to what Amager said on Dart Reports here. Craig, good morning. When officers arrived here at the Pelosi home exactly a week ago today, they initially didn't have any idea exactly what was going on. They knew they had a high-priority <laughs> call on their hand. What was unclear, what was happening inside the property just behind me. This morning, Paul Pelosi is home, back at the house that became a crime scene a week ago today. NBC News learning new details about the moments police arrived. Sources familiar with what unfolded in the Pelosi residence now revealing when officers responded to the high-priority call, they were seemingly unaware they've been called to the home of the Speaker of the House. After a knock and announce, the front door was opened by Mr. Pelosi. The 82-year-old did not immediately declare an emergency or tried to leave his home. 
but instead began walking several feet back into the foyer toward the assailant and away from police. It's unclear if the 82-year-old was already injured or what his mental state was, say sources. According to court documents, when the officer asked what was going on, defendant smiled and said everything's good. But instantaneously, a struggle ensued as police clearly saw David DePap strike Paul Pelosi in the head with a hammer. After tackling the suspect, officers rushed to Mr. Pelosi, who was lying in a pool of blood. What we do know is he brutally attacked Mr. Pelosi and attempted to kill him. After spending several days in the ICU, Pelosi, who is recovering from a fractured skull and serious injuries to his arm and hand, is now home where Capitol Police remain on alert. Investigators have previously said Pelosi did not know DePap when the 42-year-old broke into his home. Why Pelosi didn't try to flee or tell responding officers he was in distress is unclear. Fear takes over. Fear freezes people. This morning, the 82-year-old, lucky to be alive after an intruder nearly killed him in his own home. I'm going to tell you what happened after this thing aired. It was posted on the internet and posted on their websites and posted on their Twitter accounts. Within six hours of this report taking place, it was taken down on all their sites and all their news and all their, all their social media accounts. This happened before with the Ukrainians and the report from CBS News concerning weapons and the location of their weapons in Ukraine. And Amnesty International asked CBS News to take it down, which they did. Now, it was taken down by Amnesty. I told you how many fucking times since episode one of season four, since episode nine, which I'm still trying to fix, since episode eight or nine of last season, last year, since season two, episode 20, uh, 20, since the first season of this show, what I've been telling you, the news media is destroying the rest of the entertainment media because of bullshit like this. Bullshit like this. And then it's any wonder why they are going to TikTok to find out the information? Let me make this even worse for you. I don't have to go any conspiracy websites, brah. I'm using their own evidence on mainstream websites to tell you what the fuck is going on in the media. MTV Live, a site which I absolutely respect. And it's on Inside Edition. You know, MTV Live. And connected with Johnny Dollar, who is also a good man, great man. Here the post. On the 3rd of November, saying, was this a paid-for news story? How did CBS News hide this from viewers? From Scott Jones, 
on CBS Sunday Morning, host Gene Pauly did an interview with songstress, oh, I mean, actress, sorry, not songstress, actress Sigourney Weaver. The interview was conducted in the New York Botanical Gardens. Now they saw the segment there. Word is that the New York Botanical Gardens paid CBS to have the location featured in the story, but the arrangement was never mentioned on CBS This Morning. When Paul Lee was asked by a TikToker about the gardens paying for the coverage, she admitted that was the case. She also said she informed viewers of that. But did they? No, they did not. No, they did not. They did not. Stop playing games. Lives are on the line. It doesn't matter if it was painful to do, it should have been said. Stop playing games with us. Your news media is destroying your entertainment mediums because the entertainment mediums need to use the political ads that the news media has to use in order to continue to perpetrate their existence. I said this season three, I said this season two, I said it when I started here, it's still continuing, and now in Korea, because they don't trust their news media because it seems to be too conservative, even when they are telling the truth, in this particular sense, with a disaster that has happened in in Halloween in South Korea, police don't want to do nothing. Wait four hours and then have a hundred people die, including Americans. You better get this shit fixed, or you're going to lose everything. Something to think about, seriously. As we return on Beyond This Earth, right after this. Beyond This Earth will continue right after these messages. deserve man we really did do a lot of things and talked about a lot of things about this media about school shootings all the rest of it and especially about the elections um want to make some sort of announcements concerning that later on but let's go to some of the news that you missed and again it has been a disaster for those in the marketplace, that's Wall, Wall Street and the rest of them. DraftKings had stuck had his worst day on record, down nearly 28% after revealing longer than expected path to profitability. 
show all of their sports dealings. Gamble, more gambling, all the rest of it. Get on the stock, gamble on my stock. You're gonna ask to get your, 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 your gambling on a stock that gambles and you're surprised that it loses. Come on, my brother. You people are fools. A fool and his money is soon departing. For real. For real. For real. Tom Barrett, a private equity billionaire and an ally to former President Trump, was acquitted on charges that he acted as an unregistered agent of a foreign government. The ad-supported tier of Netflix has been opened this week, and there are titles missing from the tier. So there is a premium tier and an ad-supported tier, which you still have to pay a lot of money, mostly $7 for that tier. And Google is making it easy to track packages right from your inbox this holiday season with a brand new technology for Google Mail or Gmail, as they call it. And some of the news that you have missed from this week over at Space. It turns out that Monday, China launched its Long March 5B rocket to carry the final module of its brand new space station. But it's falling back to Earth, and nobody knows where it landed. Nobody knows? Oh, somebody knows. We know who they are. Don't tell me they didn't, did they know? They got trackers. They know where every rocket's being fucked. All at unless somebody's sleeping at the switch, which is not surprising if they're sleeping at the switch, but SpaceX Falcon Heavy rocket had launched two Space Force satellites after a long hiatus. The enormous Falcon Heavy rocket has launched two for the fourth time, carrying two secretive satellites from the Space Force in high orbits. Yes, Elon Musk is with the government, folks. Space Force. Space Force! That's right. That's right. He's in Space Force. He's working with the Pentagon, the, the, all the rest of these people. Come on now. And of course, the spin move was activated. The spin move was been activated. He's going to do the spin move on all y'all. Just get it back to normal, to normie culture and all the rest of it. They can do with the little conspiracies, a little dance and prancing here and there. You know, back to what normie people do on in pin interest. You know, get the advertisers back and all the rest of it. It'll be fine. Christ almighty, these people. Planets. A strangely cool star that has been dead for more than 10 billion years contains some level of elements that indicate that it ain't its own planet. Hmm. A planet-eating star. Well, it exploded, went to a new snow it, it consumed their planets. That simple. So, yeah. 
A weird dead star may have a solid-like surface made of iron crystals, which means it's very magnetic. And last but not least, the neutrinos have been found spotted coming from a strange shrouded galaxy. They're tough to track. It's only been once done once before. But researchers from the Ice Cube Observatory in Antarctica has tracked 79 of them back to their home galaxy. Ooh, that sounds kind of spooky. And that's some of the space news that happened in the last week or so. So, let's get to the election coverage and how it will be done. First off, election coverage, there will be a bonus dealing with election coverage. I will split it into one part. It won't take too long. It will just say the winners. If there are no winners, then what have you. The first segment, I don't think there will be winners decided until at least the morning of Wednesday. Then we'll have all the winners. We will have a bonus. That bonus will be the first half of the segment of the election, which will contain the winners of the 10 major races, gubernatorial races, and the questions, a lot of them dealing with abortion, where if it's been accepted or non-accepted, um, you will have all that information in the first segment. Second segment is the aftermath of the election and how the Congress is going to shape up and what will their plans will be for that election. So, and then exit polls and other particular interesting things coming from the ballot questions also as well. So full covers of the election, how how it would turn out, all the rest of it next week on Beyond This Earth. And in two weeks from now, we will have another discussion topic dealing with the media as well. We're really going to work on social media, especially on Google. The main question is what has gone wrong with Google search? That will be in the second segment of next week I mean two weeks from now excuse me I have a special announcement to make the rule graphic has now reopened a little bit smaller a lot less cluttered a lot less of the bullshit that was there in the early times there it was two versions of the site, one white one, one black one. We're using the black one from the new WordPress uh, installation, new version 6.1. Um, it, was, it was a little bit easier to finish up and get towards. So pretty much, yeah, we're now at the position where, yeah, it can change at any time. There's still things that need to be done on the graphical parts of it. And again, like I said, very little ads, no Patreons and all the rest of it, and things to contact me and for this particular show for the interviews and other particular projects for interviews and all the rest of it, 
are now at the contact page. Make sure you read those two new blog posts on gurugothic.com, the new that home there, and the future of all the other sites and all future projects will be also be mentioned within the next couple of days on gurugothic.com. It's back, and we are also back as well. And I like to end unfortunately with a bit of a sad note I don't want to say too much but uh, your host lost a family member very important family member um, and unfortunately it was pretty bad and I want everyone to, you know, give condolences and well wishes, and I, and I thank you for those that have already done so as well. It's been very difficult, and I know I've been going through a lot, and you know that part of the reasons why all these things were delayed is because of what happened. I was able to finish up certain things and. If you understand the things that I've been going through the last couple of weeks, a year and a half, part with COVID, all the rest, with the pandemic, all the rest of it, you know, it's hard. So today was difficult. Yesterday was very difficult for me. Things had to be done in order to help certain things to get ahead. And now, you know, it's going to take a real long time to get over this one. This one is tough to get through. So, you know, but anyways. Thank you for listening to Beyond This Earth. We'll be back with an all-new episode next week. That will be the election episode. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Attic, Radio Republic, now on Stitcher, now on Amazon Music, now on iHeartRadio Podcast, wherever truly you get your radio shows. We will see all of you guys for the election coverage next week on Beyond This Earth, and in two weeks back to regular scheduled show. So take care of yourselves and each other, and we'll see you guys next week for the election episode on Beyond This Earth. And one final note, please hug your family. Call them if you have a chance. You never know when they will not be on this earth anymore. Take care, and we'll see you guys next week.